Hi, welcome back to the Violet's Wife podcast. This is Amy McLaren, and I'm going to talk about nonverbal communication today. I'm going to talk about hacking the nonverbals. They say that sort of 80 to 90% of communication is nonverbal, and I, just, I don't think it's quite that high because I don't know about you, but have you ever seen a movie that's in another language before? I have I, I spent some time living in China and so I've seen a lot of movies where I didn't really know what they were saying um, but I certainly could hear the tone and I could see their body language and I had no idea what the movies were about so I do think that you know there's more than 10% covered by the actual words you're saying but anyway it's high the non-verbal stuff is high that, that the body language and the tone that you use they convey a lot of the message as well as the words that you're saying so I'm going to talk about how to hack those non-verbals because it's really hard to control them sometimes sometimes it's really hard to control the tone control the the body language that you're using but you can use your words to kind of uh, compensate for that a little bit when you know you can't con- control it but you're trying to not kind of um sometimes when your body language is frustrated and and that kind of thing because you're trying to have an argument it kind of overtakes the message that you're trying to say and that that doesn't help when you're trying to resolve something so I'm going to talk today about overcoming those hacking those non-verbals to um to make them less of a less of a problem when you're trying to get a message across so here's the question for those of us who don't have a picture-perfect relationship who don't put our highlights reel on social media and pretend it's all rosy. Where can I get some down-to-earth inspiration without any religious barriers? Who can give me real-life encouragement, help me be a better spouse, and tell me how to get an even more enriching relationship without becoming a doormat? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Amy McLaren, and this is the Pilot's Wife Podcast. Back when Josh and I were married about, I think it was about four years, we'd been we'd been living in Wellington for a year and had a ball of a time. And then we came back to Auckland where our family is based and we we kinda of, we I wanted to work on my business full time, so we didn't have a whole lot of kind of income to get um, a good place to rent. And we ended up buying a place that was a total disaster and completely renovating it ourselves for really really cheap so we just did everything and so Josh was working for a regional airline at the time so he was just flying domestically in New Zealand and he was pretty regular hours kind of like he'd kind of go in the morning and come home the next day or uh, he was never really doing day trips it was usually an overnight at least but kind of regular hours and so um there was this kind of this time where I was working at home and I was doing kind of regular hours at home and then he would kind of get home at sort of four o'clock and I hadn't finished for the day and he'd get he'd get home and kind of be like, how come you haven't done the dishes yet? You've been at home all day. And I'd be like, no, I've been working and I'll do the dishes when I've finished work kind of thing. Um, and so we had a few kind of, kind of changes in the way that we were doing our living because of the changes in our work you know work situation I was working from home and stuff um but anyway so we had a a little bit of tension around a couple of things to do with that and so one time we were having a bit of an argument about uh something to do with I think the housework or something like that and um and he had done something that I was pretty sure he was in the wrong and I was in the right and I was getting quite upset about it because he was just defending and he was just not, you know, not admitting that he was wrong. 
And um, and I was in the middle of a middle of just you know kind of having a bit of a, a go, and he just came up to me, and he would just he, he just gave me this hug, and and at first I was like, hey, you can't you can't just hug me and then think that's going to make it all right. Like you're the one that's wrong. You can't just hug me and then get away with it. You know how you do that? Like oh, you can't just be nice to me and think that you can get away with it. Then you know you're wrong. I'm not going to let you off the hook. Um, and so. I, um, I guess I um, sort of took it like my my head did this whole exercise right, and so I was sort of going, um, "This is not okay. You can't just get away with it." And I was about to kind of push him away, and then I had this kind of like this thought that occurred to me, and I was like, "If I push him away, uh, and then and then he tries this again another time, and I push him away, he's probably not going to try this anymore." And I actually really like the fact that he feels like brave enough just to come up and give me a hug and so I just stopped what I was doing and I just stopped trying to push him away and I just hugged him back and it was kind of by accident that we found this kind of hack about um, about resetting the tone the tone that we're using so sometimes when we were arguing Josh would like leave the room because he just and he would tell me, like, using that tone, and he just couldn't hear it. Like, it was it was so strong for him that he'd have to leave the room. And it was so unnoticeable for me that I just didn't know I was doing it. And so I was like, I'm stumped. Like, this is a tone that is just getting in the way of our communication because I don't know I'm using it. And it's, uh, it's causing us to not be able to communicate because he's leaving the room. Um, and, you know, we've probably all heard that, that advice when you're getting married or um, from people who are well-meaning and like older marriage to make a marriage work you have to communicate and yes that's very logical but what does it mean like yes I am communicating I'm talking like apparently women say about 20,000 words a day no problem and even 7,000 7,000 words which is the average for men is still plenty enough you know to to communicate but so it's not like we have a problem with it <laughs> but you know I did I did look into it because um, I don't think it's as simple as saying it's it's not about communicating, but how you communicate. Because even then, what does that mean? Um, so, yes, we've got these non-verbal verbal cues like body language and tone, but we're still not immune, you know, immune to getting frustrated and to and to having, you know, making mistakes when we're having hard conversations where we, you know, we roll our eyes or, you know, stuff like that. It always just, you can't help it when you're, when you're feeling that way. And, you know, like, and my tone that I was using with Josh, I didn't, just didn't even know I was doing it. So sometimes it just comes out or we can't even control it. We don't know we're doing it. So if, if someone tells us, oh, it's all about communicating. If you want to make your marriage work, you've got to communicate. And it's sort of like, you feel guilty when you stuff up because well I'm, I'm not communicating very well um, and I just want to I just want to give you a bit of a tip that you can use to kind of hack the situation and come out on top um, yeah I've I've we've we've counseled a lot of couples or worked with them with pre-marriage and with um, you know with marriage education who they, they communicate heaps and they talk heaps but they're still butting heads all the time about the same stuff um, you know, there's still some pretty scary arguments happening. So it's not that we're not trying to communicate, we're not trying to talk. But, you know, sometimes there's this other non-verbal stuff that gets in the way. And of course, arguments are not bad, they're necessary. We have to do this stuff, we have to 
we have to try and work stuff out that's not going right. But when we keep having the same arguments and we're getting the same results, like hurt and disappointment and no resolution, then we have to look a bit further into this communication thing, right? And see if we can do it a different way, see if we can get some hacks for it, right? Because if we don't do anything, um, you know, we, it's kind of like we're doing the same thing, expecting different results. And that doesn't bode well for your sanity and also not for your marriage either. So here's a little bit of a, a tip about how communication actually works. Um, and then I'll talk about a couple of a couple of hacks. So First of all, it's important to understand that communication is not just about sending. So the message also needs to be received and received accurately, correctly, right? So the successful communication is when it's been sent and then when it's been received in the same manner that it was sent. So the same meaning has been passed along. So the good thing is we can get clues to know if it was received correctly. So you know how the last time you said something to the other person that understood, you knew that they understood? Maybe you were sitting next to them and they were driving and asked where you'd like to go for lunch and you said, oh, let's have something healthy. Uh, how about, you know, such and such a place? And then your spouse or who was driving goes, yeah, that's a good idea. And then the car arrives outside this place, right? So your your communication worked; it was successful. Um, we can apply the same kind of concept to a difficult conversation with the same two hints that our message has been received. One is even just a simple acknowledgement, like "okay" or "well then" or something like that, which means they, or well, at least they think they've received, but they've listened and they've heard a message. And then the second part is then proof that they're building on that message by the next actions or words. So it might mean that the conversation moves forward a step. So, okay then, if that's, you know, what it is, then how about this? Or how about why don't we do this? Or that sounds like a good idea. Should we start doing that on Monday? You know, kind of thing. So that's that's when you know, you can get hints that your message has been received. So, you know what, in hard conversations though, and do these, does these, <laughs> how often do these things happen, right? But but we can keep an eye out and see if we can get hints that our message is being received or even that our message is not being received accurately, right? Because if it's not, then the argument continues and goes round and round and round. And it's probably um, not helping that our nonverbal cues are going nuts because we're going round and round in circles, we're getting frustrated, our message is not being received. So... We can focus on getting that message to be received now with a little bit of understanding that what's going on is it's not being received and then and and then talking about those verbal hacks and how to overcome some of that stuff which is muddying the message being received. So like I was talking about with the tone, in hard conversations our, our body language gets in the way. So we we kind of do accusing stuff, we, we kind of tell off, we or we disrespect, we do things that our partner you know, they hear that stuff um, from our tones and from our behaviour rather than the stuff we're actually saying and it comes out on top, it, it, it trumps it because it's, uh, you know, that's the that's the kind of the more hurtful message that they kind of focus on because it's not right, you know, and, and that's what we, we do. We focus on that's not right, you know, because we want to fix it kind of thing. So we not might not be able to stop ourselves from doing this stuff all the time but we can use hacks to kind of downplay the effect and then there's a point where hopefully our real message can get through. So like, for example, in the early days before I figured out, um, I didn't even really figure out how to stop the tone. It just kind of, um, Josh told me that it, 
I don't do it anymore. <laughs> I don't know how it worked. Um, but before I had that figured out or that happened, I used to try and like work really hard to try and explain my intention, even though he was telling me I was using it. Like, you know, this is, I'm not blaming you. I'm just trying to explain how I feel or I'm not asking you to fix this. I just need you to listen or please don't feel like I'm, you know, I'm getting angry at you. I'm just frustrated about blah, 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 and I'm finding it hard to be calm because, um, just you know, there's just this stuff coming up from inside. I'm really trying, you know, so please don't feel like I'm being angry at you. And I'd just kind of try and explain it in words to try and overcome the fact that I was <laughs> I was using the tone. Or that I had some kind of body language that was putting him off and he was about to leave the room or something like that. So not only did that help me, you know, help, help the real message get across but like the more that I practiced that the more that it helped me control my tone I think because you know I was talking around I was like no the the tone is not what I want to communicate right now and I'm just trying to overcome that and so as I did that more and more uh, I think you know that helped to kind of get control over that tone and stop stop doing it and then there's the other non-verbal hack the 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 body language hack, which I talked about earlier, which is this this hugs thing. So we use that now. You know, if we're having an argument, we, we use that a lot in our argumenting toolkit, this this hugs thing. And so it, it's an agreement that we've made up front since we figured it out, since we found it that time. We're, you know, we kind of had a bit of a debrief after that argument because what happened is we, we did the hug and then it was kind of just like... We both took a deep breath, we were calm, and then within about two minutes, the argument wasn't an argument anymore, but it, it, it was sorted out. Like, whatever the problem was, it was sorted out. And so it really helped to diffuse the situation. And so we kind of did a debrief after that, and Josh was like, oh, you know, what, what was that like when I gave you a hug? And I was like, actually, and I told him about this whole thing that went on in my head. And then I, I said, you know, like, that's really cool that we that you did that. And can we can we use that again? Like, let's do that any time where things are getting a little bit out of control. So we agreed up front that the next time we were having an argument, we will both had permission to use it if we felt the need. And that's been so powerful because it's it's thing it's something that we've agreed when we've been calm that we both have to honour now when we're in when we're not calm. <laughs> um, so we we've used it a lot. For, you know, both of us. I've used it and he's used it. And you know, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't even have to be a hug. That's just what we figured out for us. You know, but it could be some kind of code word or or another physical gesture like patting the hand or, you know, it doesn't have to be um, a hug. But it has to be something loving. It has to be. It's it's going to be powerful if it's something loving. Um, and it, but it definitely works best if it's pre-agreed up front. So don't just kind of shove in a, like a a shoulder pat and think that it's going to work because they won't know what you're doing um, unless you try it first and then you talk about it afterwards but um, you know for the next argument it's you know, it's understood what that means so now now that you've heard about you know what communication actually is and how to tell if your message is being received or even just to notice that it isn't being received and then you learn a couple of non-verbal hacks one for kind of tone and one for for the, the body language. Now you can have a go at hacking your own nonverbal cues and see if that helps you get your message across a little bit better. And now that, and, and next time an old married couple says, you need to communicate for a good marriage, instead of going, hmm, yes, I wonder, 
um, you know, what you do, because I talk a lot all the time, so I think I'm quite good at communicating. <laughs> Instead, you can go, aha, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about tough conversations and nonverbals, and I'm going to hack those nonverbals like a boss. <laughs> so, cool. I, um, I just wanted to kind of leave you with that encouragement. Next week, I'm going to share a little bit about some books that have been really fundamental in um, Josh and I's relationship in terms of the skills that we use to kind of have a good relationship and they've been really foundational we we both read these books quite early on in our relationship and talked about them and agreed that that those were going to be um, you know that, that they, they were ideas that we both really resonated with and so we kind of stuck with some of that stuff all through so I'm going to share some of that with you oh by the way I talked last time about those movies and how I was going to check some out we, we checked out a couple of them because a lot of them are really really old we checked out a couple of them and then um, kind of decided to go for a much lighter movie <laughs> uh, when we last watched a movie on the weekend so we ended up watching wedding crashes so there wasn't much to talk about after that about relationships because there wasn't wasn't much kind of I don't know real relationship happening in that movie but um anyway it was good fun and uh, it was nice light-hearted entertainment so um I'll revisit that list again and the next time we watch a movie and and um and try it again next time anyway I hope you guys have an awesome week thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you next week Kagite. <laughs>